0: Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show, broadcast live from sunny Southern California. Welcome, welcome, welcome in. All right, there's a lot of stuff going on today. in woo, man, do we got a lot of things going on, including the Sweet 16, uh, which we'll get to. But but let's let's start with some of the stories of the day regarding the National Football League because there's a lot. Right, we're supposed to have a Deshaun Watson press conference tomorrow. Right. Today he's taking a uh, he taking? he's taking a physical today and uh, there, there are some other reports that you've heard, obviously from Dan Byer at the top, half past the hour. We'll get to that. But uh, I, I, I hearken back. Does anybody hearken forward or do we only hearken back? I, I hearken back to a movie that I referenced, I think it was last week, right? Hunt for Red October. You guys remember Huffer Rector? The average ruski doesn't take a dump without a plan, son. Remember that? So, um, the Packers and the Chiefs are both reportedly interested in DK Metcalf. Uh, This is from Jack Settleman. Quote, sources tell me the Packers and the Chiefs have inquired about DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett's availability. Seattle's opening to listening to offers for their star wide receivers, but nothing is imminent. Hmm. So... Uh, This obviously does not make Dan Beyer feel better about the short term, right? It does not make – and he's a Seahawk fan. It does not make – it makes Seahawk fan go like, oh, okay, so their plan is to on some level reload, right? And DK has yet to get that big payday. So in many ways, in many ways, the Seahawks would be doing what the Packers have done in that they're not just trading for assets they're trading away a future contract this is quadri Diggs, safety during an interview about the state of the seahawks
2: i mean it's always tough to see a guy like Russ go. you know i mean it's the business of the nfl and you know you see russ and bobby go and it's just like she's like you know kind of what mode are we you know being able to talk to pete been able to understand that you know we're not in a rebuild mode we're trying to get this thing back going and build a team differently a little bit and You know, like I said, it sucks to see those guys go. Two big leaders, two big guys. That's played a critical part of my career. It sucks to see them go. But for me, you know, I had to make a decision based on myself, uh, myself and my
0: family. Uh, Based on himself and his family. I don't know if if, if Pete's gaslighting him. I don't know what ultimately the plan is. I do think ultimately you'll see it kind of play out. There's no way that Green Bay knew they were going to trade Uh, uh, Adams and didn't have a plan on some level for wide receivers. Like, you you don't re-sign Aaron Rodgers to the biggest contract in the history of the sport. You you don't get a one seed two years in a row. You don't plan on trying to keep this thing going and not have some sort of plan. And no, I don't think it's Marquez Valdez-Scantling as their go-to wide receiver. Nothing against Marquez Valdez-Scantling, but he's not Devontae Adams, and he's not even DK Metcalf. And so the question becomes who is open for business? Is Seattle tanking? Is Seattle just trying to get the big contracts out their books and reload with 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 draft picks with younger dudes? And and what would Green Bay be willing to give up to replenish that position of go-to wide receiver? What would the Kansas City Chiefs be willing to do? And it would be interesting if you go, like Lockett seems to me to fit more of what Kansas City is missing than DK Metcalf. Don't get me wrong, DK Metcalf, huge, huge catch radius, gigantic man, great straight line speed. But Lockett is both speed and agility, whereas DK is more, as he gets older, it's going to be more about his catch radius and size, almost like a far more functioning, far faster Travis Kelsey Maybe a little, maybe less agile than some traditional wide receivers. But I look at these deals, and I I, I feel like it's the half done deal that we're commenting on. N- no question, Kansas City wanted to hold on to Tyreek Hill, but on some level they looked and like, well, we're not going to be able to do this. So let's let's form a plan, let's execute a plan. I don't think you just trade a wide receiver of that. Uh, of that magnitude and not have a plan B, a plan C, and a plan D. The same can be said for the Packers. You may not like the selections that the Packers make in the draft or free, via free agency. They trust their scouting. They trust their development. They trust their eyes. And I think that's a good portion of what their plan is. You know? I mean, like, look, let me relate it to college basketball, which we'll talk about later. When you see guys go into the portal, sometimes it's their choice. Sometimes it's their coach's choice. But coaches have known for months which guys were likely to leave, which guys were likely to stay. I know. I talked to them. And they go through their roster and, like, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He may try and go pro. He's a maybe. He's staying. You know? And you have to make plans. A, B, C, D, E, whatever. The Packers and the Chiefs reportedly interested in DK Metcalf says more, and the fact that the Seahawks are listing says more about where the Seahawks are than the Packers and Chiefs. The Packers and Chiefs wouldn't be doing their due diligence, and I'm guessing most teams around the league wouldn't be doing do- their due diligence unless they touched base with Seattle and said, hey, are those two guys up for trade? Is there a deal to be made there? And then the next step is, what are the basic parameters? What are you looking for? What are you thinking? What's your assessed value? Then you got to look at their contract and get a sense of where they fit with a new contract and where they think they'd fit with a new contract. I, I, I still think with the Packers... We're still very much midway into what their team is going to truly look like on the offensive side of the ball. And I think the the Chiefs are pretty well whole. And adding Juju Smith-Schuster, I think there's still probably another deal or two to be made. They're probably 75-80% of the way there of what their team's going to look like outside of the draft picks. The Packers are more in the 55-60% to 60% of the way there. Check out the latest lines from the world of sports at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the most trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. You must be present in Colorado, Indiana, Illinois, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we got a lot, lot to get to here. A lot to get to. Um, the mayor of New York City has lifted the vaccine mandate. Does that mean that, that Kyrie Irving won? Did he win? It's a standoff a bit. Did he win? We have more for you on... Uh, on the Tampa Buccaneers with Mark Dominic who's going to join us. Of course, he five years ago, he was for five years. He was the GM at Tampa. How hard must that be for them? Considering I think people thought their little mini run was over. Brady retires and then unretires. How quickly can they get that thing back going? And why are there no takers for Baker Mayfield? I'll, I'll kind of lay it out to you.
1: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Tyreek Hill's attempting to meet with the media, but he just left because he had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Amazing. Go before you leave. Go before you leave. Brought to you by... Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on Earth. Every game, match, race, competition—it is always on. Whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch, the biggest games are even bigger in Vegas. So make or plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Um, yeah, everybody has that rule, right? You know, go before you leave. Don't don't you? Especially when you have little kids, go before you leave. I mean, man, you get to you get to a certain age, you better go before bed. You get up in the middle of the night, always go <laughs> first thing in the morning. Uh, Tyreek Hill posted this message on social media through the Dolphins from a private plane on the way to Miami. Take a listen.
3: Dolphin Nation, I am so ready to be a part of Fins Up, man. Your boy, Cheetah, so excited, so excited to meet all of you guys and ready to turn up, man, and throw the peace sign. I'm very excited to meet the guys, you know, play with them, you know, have fun. It's going to be a fun year, man. But the guy I'm really excited to meet the most, though, that was Zalen Waddle. How you doing little penguin?
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a penguin. He he's a he's a penguin, right? Jalen Waddle, penguin. It's a good little nickname, by the way. It's a very, very good nickname. Because he does the he does the the penguin, the waddle celebration, you get it? Penguin waddle. You everybody got it? Right? You got the cheetah and the penguin. Don't they need another animal to be like a, a tight end? They need another animal. From a from a different climate, uh, they they do from a definitely from a different climate. What what would that what would the animal be? Wizard the wizard the, the desert wizard wizard yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not feeling the I'm not feeling the wizard. I need an animal. <laughs> I need an animal. Yeah, the penguin and the, the, the penguin is uh from Antarctica, right? The cheetah is out in the safari. We, need, uh, we may need a Bengal tiger, right? May need a Bengal tiger. Gesicki's like
3: an ostrich, don't you think? He's kind Gis- of tall. and. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Ostrich is cool. He yeah, he can, can move. Yeah, because okay.
3: he's a wide receiver. He can move, but he's
0: you know a little bigger. Uh, a, who's their running back?
3: Uh, Miles Gaskin and Chase Edmonds. They signed Chase Edmonds this offseason.
0: Okay, what can Chase Edmonds be? Mm-hmm. You need an animal. Like one of the
2: one of the predators that does a lot of chasing. That there's only a couple of those.
0: Chita? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, any kind of any kind of of uh, uh, cat, you know, big cat chases. There's also a shark, but you're the dolphins. Do you want to have sharks with dolphins? Right. It's always very interesting. Can, can we also do this whole thing? Not everybody has a nation. There's no dolphins nation. Sorry. Yes. There's no Dolphins Nation. <laughs> That's the new term not. now for every team. Like, hey, shout out to Charlotte Hornets Nation. Hornets Nation! <laughs> like, what? Best fans in the world, by the way. Everybody has the best fans in the world. Everybody has a nation. And then if you're going to post something on social media about leaving a place, you also you always have to say something nice and then say, with that being said.
3: <laughs> I, I just looked up what a group of dolphins is called because I didn't okay. know it. Do you guys know? School.
0: no 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 no, no, no. that's what i thought doug that's it and i'm glad i looked it up it's it's not wait i know this one hold on it's a um oh man hold on oh gosh i know this i absolutely know it hold on it's it's not a school it's um a a pod Mm. pod of dolphins is that right yes really yes Yes. good job did you know dolphins are also nocturnal i believe
3: gave Doug just enough time to search on his phone. Ah. Dolphins. Group of dolphins, dolphins called. No, 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 no. What up, I... Dolphins Pod? Ah. What up, <laughs> Dolphins Pod? It's <laughs> really Tyreek Hill here. That's better. We're going to hang out with the Bengal ah. the ah. ah. pod, the, the penguin and the ostrich and the other cheetah. The
2: I other like cheetah. how he, sh- he shouted out to the nation, and then he said, I'm looking forward to meeting you all. Which, you know, Do you think he's,
0: he's really going to meet he's, any of them? Yeah, he's not going to meet anybody if he has no, his, I think he his, will. his way. Every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> The things that we say are just crazy things that nobody follows up on. But it's- wait how how are you going to how are you planning on meeting them? I don't know. Like when I get to my house behind my gate, you know, and I'm in my house if I happen to meet one of them, that's great. Or like I'm out of the game and I wave and I'm running for a touchdown, I wave to him like that's not really meeting somebody. Not really meeting
2: somebody. Social media, the person that runs social media for any company is like, hey, you know, just say something off the top of your head. And it's like, so few people are good at improvisation. Like it it, it just, just be like, hey, just give us 30 seconds on something. Like, very few people could pull
0: that off. You know who's the best at it? Honestly. Uh, rockers. Like, anybody who's a music, like a, a skilled musician, because they all do that. Uh, They all have to meet with the local radio stations when they come to town, you know, and and do a meet and greet. And then they have to like, hey, can you uh, say this about 95.7 FM? Hey, this is uh, Harry Styles. Did that with the late Eddie Money once. Really? Yes.
3: Was he nice? Oh, he was great. He also uh, told me he had friends in the area. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure he did. This is in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. This is way back. It was my first celebrity interview that I ever did.
0: He might, he might have had a friend in the area.
3: Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah, he had fr- friends in the area. That's why. Yes. He, that's why he comes to Wisconsin Dells. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, what's up? Look down. Look down the sheet with, with the he scent was, list. Yeah. He what's so, up? He was so Wisconsin. And, and
3: to your point about the promo, we asked him to cut a promo. We gave him the the. Uh, you know, the call letters, and what he said is, you know, you gotta listen right here, and that's when then the imaging would be like, <laughs> a 92-7 the banjo,
0: you know, or whatever banjo. it is. 92-7, the banjo. <laughs> hey, it's Eddie Money. You gotta listen right here. On 92.7, the banjo. Uh,
3: Eddie Money uh, and the Voice guy teamed up to do this promo. <laughs> right here.
0: <laughs> right here. On uh, 92.7, the banjo. Uh, we're having some fun with it. Mark Dominic joins us on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Trade. Of course, Mark was a longtime general manager of the Buccaneers in the NFL, and he, he just gives us great perspective. Mark, thanks so much for taking time. Can you remember an off season where we had this much movement or this much drama at the quarterback position?
1: Yeah, you know, it's been a long time since you see, especially the quarterback spot. I think that's the thing that's really kind of like thrown me off in terms of uh, the amount of movement we've had, especially with elite quarterbacks or bigger known quarterbacks. Uh, what we've seen at the wide receiver position, obviously, with the trades with Amari Cooper and certainly Tyreek Hill, the, the amount of tra- draft we saw for Tyreek Hill. So it's, a, it's, a, it's been a lot in terms of <laughs> a busy offseason, and we're still in March.
0: Uh, okay, let's start with the Packers. They were the one seed in the NFC. They they find a way to keep Aaron Rodgers, but they have to trade away Devontae Adams. Okay, so so help me out. Is there any way in which Aaron Rodgers did not approve of this of this trade?
1: Well, I, you know, I, I I think that in that situation, uh, everybody's kind of contacted and talked through uh, everything that's going on, especially when you're such a tremendous move and such a tremendous – uh situation i i look at like um you know the one thing i think taking a side step the one thing i thought that Kansas City chiefs did a great job was they called all 32 clubs to find out what the value would be for tyree kill to make sure they maximize when they made a move and i give them a lot of credit for you know being exhaustive about it and, and being uh pushy about it and getting the jets and the dolphins to the to the final front i uh i, I i'm just blown away i think also to sidestep it but, but I'm blown away by the AFC West and just the quarterbacks that are going to be playing every week. I mean, you can't wait to watch a matchup, whether it's on Thursday night, Sunday night, or Monday night. There's going to be a lot of great quarterback play, that's for sure.
0: No no, no question about it. Okay, so if if you were running the Packers, you're Brian Good Yep. You just trade away your best wide receiver. You have a loaded team. You have a little bit more money now to play around with, and he has some draft picks to play around with. But you need more guys for Aaron Rodgers to throw to. What do you do?
1: Yeah, I think what you do is you might you might reach out to Seattle and find out what's going on with D.K. Metcalf. Uh, here's a guy that's a plug-and-play guy. You can jump in there. He's going to create mismatches so powerful as we all watch him. Uh, and he's kind of in a spot where he's looking for something different or something new. So I think that D.K. Metcalf could be a really good addition to that football team uh, and it'd be something I'd want to see if John Schneider is willing to part with. I know they haven't really – They've been very public in terms of wanting to keep them around and certainly wanting to keep them there. But they said the same thing about Russell Wilson, and he's in Denver. So, I mean, to me, you go there or, you know, you put your, your eggs in a basket and, and hope you find liquid gold in the draft, because there's some good receivers from that round one to two.
0: Like who? who? Who do you like the best to impact, uh, impact the earliest? Olave?
1: I think – no, actually it's not. I mean, Olave is a great player, and he's got speed and everything like that. I think Drake London has a chance to be a very big impact player just by him being one of those guys that just seems like he's going to come in the National Football League and he's going to catch 100 footballs. I mean, he was on a r- ridiculous pace at USC in terms of what he was about to produce. And I think it's the same thing where I think he he's the National Football League and he can battle for the ball. He's going to outjump people. You can throw the ball all over the place. He's got such a huge catch radius. I think he, because he still runs fast for being such a long guy, I think he's got a chance to jump in there and just be explosive. A lot of these, uh, depends on how you want to use him. He's not as, as physical as a Drake London, but certainly has a lot more top-end speed if you're wanting to get that vertical push.
0: Stug Gottlieb Show here on Fo- Fox Sports Radio. That's Mark Dominic who joins us. Okay, let's let's go closer to home. Tampa. W- what happened? How How did Tom Brady go from, you know what, I'm good. I want to spend more time with my family. And then – couple months go by he's like you know what i'm back how'd this happen
1: yeah you know what i think the main thing was i think tom didn't like things being dictated for him and so i i'm not so certain that jason light your coach arians knew and already had heard from tom brady a while back saying hey i'm coming back uh you know or you know i'm going to do this little retirement thing and then i'm going i need a couple of weeks to kind of think about it And and i think tom looked at it and saw you know, a little bit of freedom and said, you know what, I miss it too much. And I think that's why they went ahead and made the big move for Chris Godwin, not only franchising him, but getting him the three-year deal. They they use, you know, they use obviously, Tom to recruit Russell Gage. But I think he, he sees a couple things. Number one, you know, Tom's, Tom always wants to go out as a winner. And I think he looks at that so Tampa Bay can roll it back one more time. And number two, he's looking at the NFC going, look, we've got to deal with Aaron Rodgers. He just, as you talked about, he just lost his best weapon. We're going to have to deal with Dak Prescott. But everybody else is leaving. Matt Ryan's gone, and Drew Brees still isn't around, and all these quarterbacks aren't quite sure who they are or if they got their guy. He's like, it's a wide open door, especially in the NFC South. Going as long as you know nothing ill happens in terms of health-wise, you know the South is going to be the Buccaneers, and it might be a good enough record because that might be the worst division of football right now in terms of the quarterback play, where you might be able to walk out of there at 13 and four and have a home field throughout the playoffs. So. I think Tom looked at all those things and said, "You know what? I'm going to run it back one last time and see if I can do it." But I do think this is his last year.
0: How how difficult do you think it's going to be? Because th- there is a little bit to me that feels like Favre's last year in Minnesota. And I'll tell you why. He thought it was a good time, and 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 uh, th- forgive me. There's a basketball analogy in it. I don't know if you ever play pickup hoops. Oh, yeah. but if you, all right, so like on a Saturday, you get done playing, you're like, ah, I think this is my last one, I'm done. And then you're taking off your shoes, you got them unlaced, and somebody's like, hey man, you want to run one more? We got we ten? Got, we got Let's run one more. You're like, ah, okay, one. you know what, one more. And you go back, and what happens in the last game? Somebody always gets hurt. Somebody always, always gets hurt, right? And I'm not saying Brady's going to get hurt, but they start to lose. You, know, you have one offensive lineman retiring before 30 years old. You know, you got Godwin coming off of a knee. Like, you got a lot of things that are going to have to you're gonna be changing around there. You don't know about your, your backfield. Uh, it does feel at least a little bit like because, remember, Favre was done. He was on the tractor. They went and brought him back. They're like, we got the NFC Championship game. Let's run it back. And he got hurt, and r- literally the roof fell in in Minnesota. Is there any parallel there in terms of the difficulty in getting it back to that level?
1: Well, I think the parity, uh, the parallel is is the fact that we've got an older quarterback who's actually been very fortunate in terms of how healthy he stayed throughout his life, and to sit there and sit there and think that he can't get hurt, and because we've only seen it happen one time in his career, is rare. So I think that's where Tampa Bay was aggressive, like going to get Shaq Mason to make sure that the offensive line is solidified, even after losing Alex Tappen and, and Ali Marpet retiring. So I think they're trying to do what they can to keep him healthy, but yeah. If Tom Brady goes down, that season's going down. And I think everybody knows that in Tampa. You, know, you could throw in Kyle Trask and hope that you guys might have success or playing Gabbard or whatever. But, um, you know, they're, they're holding their breath, just like everybody does every week at that position to make sure you stay healthy. But I do see the parallel, and I think uh, you just can't, you can't keep your mind going there. You're, you're trying to win, you know, a championship. And obviously Tom Brady was saying he wants to do it back. And I would absolutely go with that same thing and be very happy he, choose, he chose that.
0: Um, okay, help me out with this one. Russell Wilson. Uh, that's a team that everybody said, hey, they're a quarterback away. Okay, now you had a quarterback. And you had a coach that Aaron Rodgers swears by as kind of a quarterback guru. H- how quickly do you think this thing works in Denver?
1: Yeah, you know what? I, I think for Denver, it's going to be one of those things where uh, I think it can happen very fast. I think Russell, because of that wide receiver room, is so talented. I like the running back room. I, you know, obviously. They're going to probably want to do a little bit more at the tight end position now that they're you know lost Noah Fant and moved on from him. But I think overall that's a good football team, and then the defense still to me is a very strong defense that can get to the quarterback and still uh, create a lot of uh, havoc on opponents. So I like what Denver did, and Russell Wilson's a proven winner, consistently a proven winner every year. And so to me, Denver just put themselves in the postseason, but I don't think they're going to, to dismantle the Chiefs and take them off the pedestal of the number one team. In that
0: division. Okay. We well, also have the Chargers and you have the Raiders who are both kind of loaded up here. What about the Chiefs? How, how do they look? And granted, I don't think that, obviously, they're not done. You still got the draft. You got the potential for more acquisitions. But you had three virtually unstoppable weapons in Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, right? You, you take right. one of them away. Take one of them away. I'm sure they're going to try and run the football more, spray the ball around a little bit more. But can they be as dynamic when they don't have Tyreek Hill?
1: No, well, they're not going to be as dynamic, but they still are going to score so many points. They're still going to put a lot of points up on the board and put themselves in a great position to be able to you know, win every game. And again, I think we get to see what they're doing with these draft picks. That's a, lot of, that's a big haul. A one, a two, a four, a four, and a five for a receiver. That's like trading for a quarterback. And so, you know, you got a chance now to go into the draft and, and grab some young players so they can kind of build that team the right way and keep it all together. So I like what they've done. I, I think Kansas City Chiefs, I know they lost a big weapon. I know they lost a lot of firepower, but I still like what they've done completely in terms of, like, building that football team and making it as strong as possible, even though they had to do some deletion with Tyreek Hill.
0: What do you think what Arizona has, has chosen to do? To this point, they haven't extended Ky- uh, Kyler Murray. He's only three years in. They did extend his coach, did extend the general manager. But in terms of managing Ty- uh, Kyler's expectations for a new deal, managing the agent, w- uh, managing social media, what do you think of what the Cardinals are doing?
1: Yeah, well, the Cardinals kind of told you everything by sitting there and saying, look, give an extension to the head coach, right? I <laughs> think that was the thing where it's like, all right, Kyler, you can have your your pouts, You can jump off of social media. You can be frustrated with Instagram and all those things. But the head coach is getting an extension, which means the line's in the sand, and uh, you know that's that shows you where where they sit as an organization. But I don't. I mean, I like what Arizona's done. I, I think they're coming back together. I think they do need one more good draft class to get in there, some more speed uh, on the defensive side. But Arizona's uh, a team that's obviously going to be a tough out for everybody next year. And it's another year of consistency, and any time you can get a year of consistency, uh, it's going to help. And I know they've fizzled out over the last few years, but I don't think that's going to continue to stay that way. It's the team I'm wondering about is Seattle, and just kind of looking at that football team saying that we've been so used to them being good. Uh, I think you got to get used to them being bad.
0: Okay, then how about the Indianapolis Colts? Another year, another quarterback. This time it's Matt Ryan. How much does Matt Ryan have in the tank?
1: I think he's got two years left in him. Uh, again, a bigger, bigger-bodied bigger guy who's been Mr. Durability throughout his NFL career, which has been impressive. It's only missed three games, basically, since he strapped him up in 2008. Uh, I think he's got two years in him, and I think that's what Chris Ballard's looking for. He's looking for the Phillip Rivers reincarnated, get us to the postseason, punch a ticket in the AFC, which is going to be so hard to get a ticket with all the quarterbacks that are in the AFC. But if you can get a ticket, you can win. And when you have an experienced guy like Matt Ryan, I think you've got a chance to Put it over the top, especially when Jonathan Taylor can you know carry the heavy workload for you. So, I mean, it's an easy trade to make if you're Chris Ballard. It's, it's a much, uh, it's a good choice, a good uh, decision to go ahead and move forward. board. Doesn't stop you from drafting a quarterback. It Doesn't stop you from thinking you know down the line if the board falls your way. But it certainly gives the Colts a huge advantage in a division that is going to rival the, like I said, the NFC South as maybe the other worst division or the worst division of AFC. So you want to take advantage of that, and I think the Colts have.
0: No no decision is at risk. I said that I think the Deshaun Watson deal for Cleveland is the riskiest transaction in the history of the league, and here's why. First, he had the pending civil stuff. There's still now apparently the possibility of some more criminal stuff. You gave him a five-year guarantee deal, and... Not only has he not played in a year, he likely won't play a portion of this season. We don't know how much. And like, here's one that no one else—he's torn his ACL twice. Okay, so and I mean he holds the ball a long time. He 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 runs it. He takes a beating back there. Like, this feels like a ton of risk for Cleveland. Is it worth it from your perspective?
1: It is. It just it is. And the reason why I say it is is when you play. And I've been on that, that that situation. Look, I was a general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and we had a young quarterback named Josh Freeman, who was one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL and but was a roller coaster, obviously, and it's sad that it cost him his career. But when we walked on the field and played the NFC South every Saturday or every Sunday, excuse me, it was Atlanta Falcons, there's Matt Ryan, New Orleans Saints there's Drew Brees, Carolina Panthers there's Cam Newton. You still have the worst quarterback in your division. You're not gonna win a lot of games and you end up you know, doing television and radio like Mark Dominic is doing right now. So you got to get that guy. And I think what the Cleveland Browns saw was, well, there's Joe Burrow and there's Lamar Jackson. We just got done with having to deal with Ben Roethlisberger. Let's let's tilt the field our way and let's take this big shot, this big risk, because it is, but it's the owner's money. He's on board with it. And if you're right, uh, you change the franchise for a decade and you put yourself possibly in the driver's seat, or at least you're up there to me. Uh, with the other two clubs, uh, and battling it out, and I think that the Cleveland team, from an offensive line standpoint, is strong. Obviously, the defensive backs, or the running backs are ridiculously good, uh, and then you get a Deshaun Watson, who, yeah, he's been there a year removed, but he's still only 26, and he was playing. Th- there was debate that he was not the MVP of the National Football League, based on how he's performed, so you, know, you, you put a quarterback on the football field that's 26, and you have a chance for him 10 years. It's a lot of risk, and everybody understands that, but it's easier to understand it when you don't have one and you feel what that feels like. Uh,
0: what's what's the best way to get Carson Wentz to succeed with the
1: commanders? I don't know. You know, I, I don't know if there is one. It, it, I, I think Carson Wentz was successful last year to to Carson Wentz's level of success. You know, I, I didn't think that was the best move then and I still don't think it's the best move now for the Washington Commanders. I don't I don't believe they're done with the quarterback work, you know, Hall. If you watch these pro days that are happening right now at the quarterback position, I see Marty Herney, I see Martin Mayhew in the background of all of these workouts. So they're still looking at quarterbacks in this draft as well because I don't think that they can sit there and say, hey, look, we're certain we've got Carson Wentz and we're good because two teams have already said that and it hasn't worked out. So, you know, are you the third time's a charm? I don't know. And so I still think that they're uh, the Washington Commanders are going to find another quarterback in this draft and, and make it an open all competition between Heineke, obviously Wentz, and, and the quarterback and see who wins. But uh, they're, they're the ones that are throwing extra things at the sink and hoping that one of them rises. And then I feel like uh, it's going to be a long year for the Commanders.
0: Mark, great stuff, man. Love your insight, your honesty. My pleasure. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Let's do it again very, very soon. This is Mark Dominic, who, of course, five years, the general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Some, some incredible insight.
1: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
0: What up, Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. We got a hoop later today. NBA was great last night. Miami Heat fight amongst themselves. Memphis Grizzlies. Damn, that team is good and fun to watch. Lots of stuff going on. Plus, uh... Uh, The Lakers played the Sixers, but LeBron didn't play. There's some interesting stuff out of that. Game time is brought to you by Hustler Turf, the brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their businesses. And for us weekend Joes, Hustler Turf is a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit hustlerturf.com for a dealer near you. That's hustlerturf.com. Let's get to a game. It's game time.
2: It's game
3: time.
0: On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Buyer. This is my favorite game. It's not close. Mostly because it's an interactive game that the whole family can play. And by whole family, I mean my whole family. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Gottlieb Show Nation. (laughs) Gottlieb Show Nation! (laughs) What do you got, Dan? Doug, the game today is...
1: I feel a draft.
3: Two-round draft today featuring Doug, myself, John Ramos, and Jason Stewart. But the order goes this way. Jason Stewart, one. John Ramos, two. Me, three. Doug, you have the swing picks at four and five as we swing back in reverse order, picking who we think will win college basketball's national championship with 16 schools remaining. Jason Stewart, you are on the clock at number one.
2: Awesome. I'm glad because the team that I picked in my bracket and the office pool is still alive. I'm going to go with the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Now, in my other bracket. No, I'm
3: <laughs> uh, Gonzaga, the, um, off the board. Go ahead, Doug. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, by are we okay with mispronouncing Gonzaga? Gonzaga. Gonzags. Gonzaga. You almost have to go Gonzaga if you really want to get it. But Gonzaga is okay. Yeah, you kind of went a little Gonzaga there. Oh, I did. I mean, that's it, that's that's like that's like the East Coaster guy going, um, you know, out there in Oregon.
2: <laughs> right. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. It's not as big of an issue as last week when Doug and I were talking about the show, and I called uh, j- uh, Jokic. Jo- wait, Jokic? Jokic. 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 I called him Jokic. Oh, uh, to oh. t- t- oh, Doug, geez. yeah, Jokic.
0: I thought it was like a. That was like a Romyism. I thought that's what, you know, a man worked for Rome for like 15 (laughs) years. I thought it was like a Jim Rome thing, like calling Jockage. Then today he was like, DJ Metcalf. DJ Metcalf. And I was like, you can't say DJ. (laughs) He's like, why? I say whatever I I'm not on air. I'm not on air with it. I was like, because the more times you say DJ Metcalf, it's going to plant in my brain. And then I'm going to say DJ Metcalf. I mean, Byer's going to go. This idiot doesn't even know DK Metcalf's name. And I was like, it you know, it's like the Freudian slip that happens, I can't get it in my brain. Anyway, Gonzaga. All right, you got Gonzaga, uh, John Ramos, what do you got? I don't think anybody has ever called this team a Cinderella team in their entire existence, but I'm calling them a Cinderella team right now. That's the Duke Blue Devils. Ooh. Duke. Because Mike Sheshewski's final year, they're the Cinderella team. He's going to run it all the way to a national championship. And show everybody that even though a lot of people have said that they're not a great team, they're going to win it all. I love Duke. And uh-huh. I love John Ramos. Uh, I, I like the John Ramos show better than the Doug Gottlieb show. Uh, I I love Ramos Nation.
3: I'll take Arizona at three, and we're tight on time. So, Doug, oh. you have the two swing picks uh, here, four and five.
0: I got swingers, right, babe. <laughs> this is what I got. Um, Okay, swing picks. You guys got Arizona, Gonzaga. Wow, that's really, those are good picks. Um, hmm. Okay, I'm going to take, God, I don't think they're going to win a national championship, but I do think they have a, all right, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Villanova. Villanova. Okay. And I'm going to take uh, Purdue. I'm going to take Purdue. Ooh, jeez. I'm going to take Purdue. All right. Oh, you know what? Give
3: me Houston. Houston at six. John Ramos? Give me the
2: team that's hated, the Michigan Wolverines. Wow. And I'll take the Jayhawks.
0: Ah. Boom. <laughs> that's good value.
2: That's game, huh? Game time.
3: This
0: is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Nobody took Texas Tech, by the way. Nobody took North Carolina. And, uh, John, uh, I understand and agree that this is not a classic great Superstar filled. number one seed Duke team, but St. Peter's is the is the Cinderella. Kyrie Irving can play in Brooklyn now. Is it a win for him? Find out next.